You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 73, Winterizing Your Home or Cabin. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, we are talking about winterizing your home or cabin. It's already the end of September. Yes, it is. It's, uh, summer came and went quickly. <laughs> Especially in Wyoming. <laughs> Thanks to COVID. Well, yeah, in Wyoming, we, well, you believe we only get three months of summer and the rest is winter. Exactly. But... Seven months. <laughs> seven months of winter. But, you know, we've already we've already dipped below freezing levels. So, it's, you know, already had snow. It's just Wyoming, yeah, I guess. Exactly. Well, then. So, which makes talking about winterizing your home or cabin really, really important. Now, who needs to winterize their home? Everybody listening. Everybody. Okay. You know, unless you live, obviously, in some apartment or condos or something like that but i would imagine most of our listeners um who knows maybe we might have a lot of listeners that live in new york city in high-rise apartments and they don't have to maintain anything but, but anybody that has to maintain your property so you know when we talk about winterizing it we don't not necessarily winterize it so you can go leave for the winter and enjoy warm weather that's not like wyoming so, so everybody needs to, um, you know, just so you can prevent mold issues. What is, I mean, I think we've covered this in other episodes, but for somebody listening to this episode in this podcast for the first time, what is winterizing your home? What does that mean? Well, it's different. Like I, I somewhat mentioned, you know, if you're, if, if you're winterizing, you know, a, a cabin or a wind or a summer home, you know, you're, you're blowing out water lines and putting antifreeze and, the pea traps, um, putting antifreeze in like the dishwasher drain, stuff like that. Now, if it's a home, you know, say like where we live in Wyoming, there's things that I have to get done 
before it starts to freeze. And I, like I said, it's freezing at night, but it's not, you know, terrible. It warms up during the day. But like right now, I can look out there and see a hose laying out there. So something like that needs to be obviously rolled up and put away. Because as you very well know, when we plow snow, that will be right where we're plowing. So for, for our listeners, you know, it's just that time of year. If it's the home, if you don't have a home you're actually winterizing for your summer home, you know, it's just stuff you need to get done around the uh, exterior of your home. And it could be stuff like sprinklers, things like that. So, um, you know, it's it's to prevent pipe breaks and, like I said, just normal stuff like getting your hoses caught up in your in your plow blade, which would probably not make you very happy. So when should people begin the process of, I mean, is this something they do over a weekend? Is this something they do all in one day? What does it take and when should they start? Well, I, I would imagine most of our listeners, for the most part, it's something that just takes half of a day, several okay. hours. If you don't have sprinklers, it's not that long. Um, you know, of course, if you have sprinklers, hiring a professional. And I think when we talked about this before, I I don't recall exactly, but... I think landscapers typically, I think they charge like $110 maybe to come by and blow out your sprinklers. So it's a lot easier just to hire somebody. But our listeners that have them and been doing it for years, they can do it themselves with an air compressor. But it shouldn't, this isn't an all day and all weekend kind of thing. As far as when you do it, you know, we when we talk about like our spring and fall checklist, you know, we talk about just pick a good time. Like you always do it the week after Labor Day or... You know, around here, that's kind of a good thing to do, just because it gets colder here a lot earlier. If you're in a, you know, let's just say in the Midwest somewhere, and it doesn't really start dipping into freezing temperatures till November, then maybe you do it, you know, the week after Halloween. So it's a lot easier if you pick a date, you know, that's, uh, not sure what kind of the right word I'm trying to use, but, you know, a specific date that you always remember, like Halloween, you know, maybe it's someone's anniversary, somebody's birthday. Just pick, you know, a week after that or that day, we always do it. That makes a lot of sense. And would you, I I, I mean, I've never hired somebody to come winterize a home. I'm assuming they probably get busy. So whatever date you pick, if you're going to have somebody else do it, you ought to really schedule that appointment Correct. well in advance. Right. Yeah, and that's a good point because, you know, we do all of our stuff on our own, so we don't have to pay anybody. But, but yeah, you need to make sure you plan ahead because let's say, you know, you plan on doing it um, the week after Labor Day. Maybe the landscape companies aren't doing that yet. So, so yeah, you are going to have to obviously schedule around whoever you're hiring to do it. Well, and it's probably also an important question to ask if you're leasing a home does the property management company handle the winterizing? They should, I'm assuming. You would think so, but, you know, all I would tell our listeners is look at your your lease agreement. Um, I I know for us, you know, if we were blowing out sprinklers, uh, we would take care of all of that. I wouldn't leave it up to the renters to do because, you know, in my opinion, and this is my dad always used to say this, the reason people rent is so they don't have to do the maintenance on the home. So, so I would assume, you know, that if you're leasing a place, you don't have to do that, but our listeners need to make sure because, you know, it could be on them, but I'd assume that they would know, you know, it typically the property management company call you up and say, Hey, they're going to stop by to blow out sprinklers. 
make sure you leave the garage door open or whatnot. Absolutely. Because that's, you know, those of you that are blowing out your sprinklers know there's a process to it. You don't just shut your sprinklers off. So you have to close the, the valve that goes to the sprinklers. You have to obviously attach the air hose to the system. You run through each zone. So it's, it's a process. It's not something they can just come do if, if the time, let's say the sprinkler timer box is in your garage, you, they have to be able to get in there and get access to it. That makes a lot of sense. So when we're thinking about it, I know in a few weeks we'll be talking about, in a month or so, the fall checklist. Does the fall checklist help to go over some of these things? Yes. Yeah, the fall checklist, those of you that have listened, um, or is it is it on one of our email lists? It's not. It's not. Okay. I I'm not very good with all that since you take care of it, but uh, I know there is some sort of checklist. Um, but anyhow, you know, it, it, it covers, like, I, I don't walk you step by step as far as what you have to do, if that makes sense. Like, I don't explain how to winterize your sprinklers. Um, otherwise, it'd be, it'd be very long. But yeah, I go through all that stuff. You know, I talk about getting up on your roof, blowing out your sprinklers, checking your crawl space. Um, unhooking your hoses a bunch of stuff so so that'll be here uh i wrote it down october 26th that will be coming up so so you know for our listeners look forward to that um and yeah it's a it's a list that gives them an a really good idea of everything they need to have uh, done before snow starts flying absolutely and what about winterizing a home that is a summer home like a cabin so on, on a on a summer home that you're not going to be there, um, I would assume most of our listeners don't keep their second home or summer home heated all winter. That wouldn't make a whole lot of sense unless you're going up there. So they need to, you know, steps they need to take is they need to make sure the water's shut off. There's, you know, if you if you have a cabin that's up in bear country, you probably know this, but they need to put their shutters on their windows because we see it quite often that a bear breaks into a cabin because they're hungry. Um, so, so, you know, they need to, they need to take steps like shutting the water off. You know, I always recommend turning the power off just in case for whatever reasons you don't have an electrical fire and any electrical issues. Or if like, if you have a well, your, your pump's probably obviously running through that electrical system inside the house. So, I just, I, I always just tell people, shut all that stuff off so you don't have to worry about it. So, yeah, with a home you're not going to be in, there's a lot more you obviously have to do. Cleaning out your fridge and, and things like that. So, but the house you're living in, that's it's a lot different. Absolutely. So, what would be your call to action for people just in terms of winterizing, whether it's the home they live in or a summer home? Well, I, if, it's, if it's a home you're living in, make sure outside that obviously you have all your hoses not just reeled up, but make sure you unhook them. Uh, hoses, hose bibs, which is the faucet coming off the, the uh, house, most of them nowadays are uh, anti-freeze ones. But still, I always recommend you unhook them. And then there's you can buy these little foam covers from whatever hardware store. I'm not sure if you know what I'm talking about, but it's just a little square foam cover. It has... Uh, an elastic band on it where it attaches to the faucet and it just fits right over the faucet. Um, obviously here we don't have those types of faucets on the house, but you understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. And they can put those on, um, you know, make sure that, uh, 
I know around here, you know, stuff ices up. So if you got concrete, make sure you have de-icer so that uh, nobody gets hurt. The main thing, obviously, for a lot of this is safety. And then part of it, obviously, is because of the mold. You know, if you if you leave, a, let's say, a hose attached to a hose bib outside and it's not a antifreeze and it somehow the hose freezes up and there's a slow leak in some somewhere that pipe will burst and i'm sure some of our listeners have had to deal with it a pipe will burst in the crawl space or down in the basement and then all of a sudden you have a moisture intrusion event and uh then you have to call your insurance company and explain why you didn't unhook your hoses and they might not cover it and so so that's you know that's very important on hose you're staying or in a home you're staying in and like we said earlier if it's a home you're winterizing that it's a summer home like I said, make sure make sure all the water's shut off. You have antifreeze in the drain pipes. Um, and when we say that, uh, all plumbing fixtures, for the most part, have to have a P-trap in it. Mm-hmm. And that trap is so that it holds water in it. And the purpose of that is so that the sewer gases can't come back up through that drain. Okay. And that's what you have plumbing vents that come out of your roof. That's what it's for. Those are just sewer gases. Okay. If you didn't have those, you would be smelling the sewer gases inside your home. Wow. And, you know, I'm sure some of our listeners have dealt with that where there's a defective P-trap and you kind of just smell this sewage type of odor in a bathroom or whatever. But anyhow, you need to fill those with, with antifreeze. And then like your toilets, you know, I always recommend, obviously, you flush it till there's no water left once you've shut the water off. And then pour some antifreeze down into the toilet itself. And, uh, you know, it, otherwise, if those drain pipes freeze up, you're going to, you're going to have a major issue too next spring when you, you know, try to flush your toilet and it all ends up in the basement or underneath your house or in your crawl space. So, so make sure you take care of those things. Okay. Awesome. So, and beyond that, I mean, you talked a little bit about mold and kind of some of the connection between mold and winterizing your home, but if people want to learn why is mold even a thing, why is it an issue? Your book, The Mold Epidemic, talks about a lot of the major factors in terms of how they're living in their home and mold. Right. Yep. The Mold Epidemic was obviously my first book. And the reason we named it The Mold Epidemic is because in my opinion, it's become an epidemic and it, it's kind of a silent epidemic. You know, I have, I have clients all the time that have been sick for years and, you know, ends up being because of a mold issue. So yeah, the mold epidemic is, uh, it's a really good book. It's available on Amazon in paperback, audible, and obviously the audible form. And then what's As an the e-book. other one? Oh, ebook. Yep. All three formats. I think I would know, but <laughs> all three formats. I'm not very good at that. So be sure to check it out. All right. All right. We'll catch you in the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.